This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz and another episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is episode 157, and today we are talking to you about nurturing your child's heart. And the reason I say we is I've got some amazing guests I'm going to be bringing on in just a little bit. I have um, Israel and Brooke Wayne who are going to be joining us. And they come to you from the Family Renewal Show as well as Hal and Melanie Young who are coming to you from Making Biblical Family Life Practical. And they are podcasters on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network that is celebrating its third birthday. And so this entire month of October, I am going to be celebrating our birthday by bringing you all of the show notes that all of the show hosts, not notes, uh, that are on this network. And, uh, you know, being real here, uh, sharing with you uh, not only my heart on this issue, but also that of my podcasters. And so I invite you to um, get to know about them and their shows. Um, as you hear a little bit about them, I'm going to be bringing them on in just a minute. A couple of things I want to share with you. Uh, the first is uh, that the sponsor today is Media Angels Publishing, and that is a company I own. Um, I am also the owner of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, and uh, it is my heart's desire to bless homeschooling parents to come alongside you in any way that I possibly can. And this is really a season of mentorship in my life. I am at the end of my homeschool journey and I've been blessed um, with five children, two I had uh, when I was younger, and the last three I had uh, when I was a little bit older. And believe me, these children have taught me so much. And one of the things that they have taught me is that without God, I can do nothing. And so I really want to thank my children for increasing my faith, uh, because I've been on my knees quite a bit um, as a parent and uh, will continue to be there, I'm sure, um, as my children continue to grow up and, and um, you know, move on. But I wanted to share with you a book that I published some time back, and it's called Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child. And I learned a lot from that book. Um, I was going to help uh, Paula uh, and Skye, um, who uh, they're a mother and daughter team, um, just get that book published themselves, but I loved it so much. Um, I gave them a contract uh, and published it through Media Angels Publishing. And so much of what they um, taught me, um, you know, really translated um, into my teen kids. And one of the things they talk about is having a do-over. Have you ever wanted to have a better relationship with your child and you just want to start from scratch and do it over. Well, this book will help you with that. And hopefully some of the points in this podcast today are going to help you with that as well. 
But they really um, taught me one thing that I had not been doing in my own relationship with my child. And I'm going to be sharing with that, that with you a, a little bit later. The first thing that they did teach me, though, that I am going to share with you now, and that is to um, really take the time and give that time as a gift to your child. Um, that was something in my busyness. And, you know, before I was, e- I wasn't even doing this radio network at the time, I was just publishing um, my own books and some other um, authors books. And uh, running some podcast uh, networks, well, actually, a um, an Ultimate Homeschool Expo, which was like a bunch of podcasts, a, a homeschool convention online, and, you know, just homeschooling and doing these other things and, uh, you know, running my life uh, as, as, as it uh, um, was hectic at times. And time was something that I felt um, could not be wasted. I wanted to be productive. I'm happiest in my mind when I'm productive. And so just to sit there and, you know, um, spend that time with my kids when they wanted to talk was very hard for me. And that was something that book brought home and really uh, showed me that I needed to do. And some of you are great at that. And I applaud you for that. But I wanted to do things like on the way. Yes, let's talk, but let's talk while we're in the car or let's talk, you know, when we're going to the grocery store. But just to sit and talk with them um, was something that really helped our relationships. Another thing that um, I've learned through the years is that you have to love your kids enough to do what you need to do. And that means in disciplining. So many times I... Um, wasn't, I have to say, you know, um, there for them in that way. When I needed to discipline them, I just dropped the ball on it. And I felt like, you know, I'm not going to do it now. And so I became that threatening, repeating parent, I was too tired, too lazy to get up, whatever it was. Um, you know, I just didn't do it. And I found that there were some behaviors that I did not like as my little children were growing up. And I had to go back and really work on that with them. And it was, it's so much easier to correct a younger child than it is a teen. And however, it is still a possibility, but it's so much more work. So I found that I needed to really be available and be there for them and spend that extra time. And also, to um, love my kids enough to do what I needed to do. Once I thought of it like that, I didn't think of, you know, of that getting up from the couch or, you know, dealing with an issue when it came uh, time to deal with it. I've been so busy at times. And I've just said to the kids, we're stopping everything right now. And we are going to go into the other room and sit down and talk. Um, And we would do that. We would just you know, and and their little shoulders would, you know, sag, because um, they actually called my, um, this little living room area that we have, you know, the lecture room. And I said, you know, it's not that it's just that I wanted to stop and take them away um, from everything that that was distracting in the other room and all the noise and everybody else that was in there and just go and sit for two minutes and talk about what the issue was. And I found that that helped tremendously. Um, with our relationship. Well, let's take a minute and hear from Israel and Brooke Wayne from Family Renewal. I'll be right back. 
Hi, listeners of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is Israel Wayne from the Family Renewal Podcast. First, congratulations on another birthday celebration of our network. I'm happy to talk with you today about the topic of nurturing our children. And we want to discuss with you about how you as a parent can nurture your children, particularly in those moments where correction might be request, required and where you as a parent can still um, make sure that your children are being appropriately obedient, but still keep that emotional connection. You want to make sure you keep your child's heart in the process of parenting. I have my wife, Brooke, with me. And the exciting part about this little message we're doing here is that we actually are on the road, and we have our two-year-old and our eight-month-old, and I'm sure they're going to make some cameo appearances during this recording. So we may get to demonstrate some of that nurturing live here as we discuss this topic. Brooke, why don't you share some thoughts you have on the topic of nurture? Because I know uh, in our book, Pitch It a Fit, you wrote a whole chapter on that nurture and the heart of correcting. Um, why don't you share some of your thoughts on that topic? I'd love to. I think that my interest in nurturing that heart of our children during correction came about when I realized I was making it difficult for my children by my own attitude. Because when I needed to give correction, I was all worked up about, you know, the mess on the wall, the scribbles on the door, the messes they had made, or the refusal to obey. And so I was delivering my correction with an attitude myself. And it made it hard for my children to receive that. And so as I started looking into this, uh, you know, how can I help my child have a receptive attitude? I realized I needed to start with my own first. I needed to make it uh, sweet. I needed to make it as easy as possible for my children to hear my words and then act on them. So I started toning down my voice first and making sure that I was not uh, being loud. I was not being harsh. And then I needed to change the words I spoke that I wasn't critical or demeaning. And I started also realizing if I drew my children close to me and in those moments when I needed to say, you know what? you were wrong to do X, Y, Z, that I had my arm around them just to reaffirm to them, I am for you. Another aspect that really helped me was being able to have positive teaching times so that I could refer to um, a good time we'd had as a lesson. For instance, it's a beautiful sunny day and I want to teach my child about pouting because every time I tell them to go clean their room, they pout. But instead of doing it during the time that they're pouting or when I'm telling them to clean their room, I'd say, let's go outside. Let's go just sit on the swing and enjoy each other. And as we're enjoying each other, I'll bring up, you know, here's how you need to respond when I tell you to do those things that we got to do in life, like cleaning your room. And, and sometimes I'd take that little child and we'd practice it. You know, practice going through the good motions so that they can understand what I'm wanting them to do, what I'm requiring of them. And that helps so much in nurturing that good relationship when you're having to do those, those difficult times of correcting a child. When we treasure our children's hearts and really get to know them, get to know their ways, it makes it so much easier when we can have those heart-to-heart conversations, when we find ways that we can um, spend time together doing things that they enjoy. So we're um, very grateful for you listening. I want to point you to our book, which is called Pitching a Fit. Um, and it's called Pitching a Fit because it talks to the parents about choosing ways that they can overcome anger and stressed out parenting. It is available from familyrenewal.org forward slash dot shop.
Or you can visit us at facebook.com at forward slash family renewal. Israel does uh, daily parenting tips there and just a little tiny tidbit just to help you on your journey. We're so happy the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network is celebrating their anniversary. We're just excited for the wealth of information, wealth of podcasts that you can have on this show. Please visit our Family Renewal podcast to join us in more conversations about parenting, about life, about worldview, about marriage. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, I want to give a shout out to Israel and Brooke Wayne uh, with Family Renewal. Uh, my daughter, who has uh, a, a quite a few little children, um, actually loves uh, their book, Pitching a Fit, as well as their podcast. So check out Family Renewal on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, and I think you'll really enjoy it. One of the things I loved that Brooke said is that she draws her children close to reinforce Um, what she's trying to say to them. And I think that is just beautiful because so many times uh, that's the last thing we want to do is bring our children close to us. You know, I've had children, I've had to just say, um, I can't talk to you about this right now and uh, we'll deal with it later. And they would just like look at me and I just say, I'm just so upset right now. I just can't talk to you about it. And I just need to pray. And once I had got myself under control, then I could go talk to them. Um, but here she's talking about, you know, a, lot, a little child and, you know, who, who probably did something not, you know, earth shattering or major. I, you know, if you've got little kids, I always say little kids, little problems, bigger kids, bigger problems. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but life does happen, right? And we just um, kind of go with the flow sometimes. And other times, you know, we feel like the waves are just pounding us against the beach. But I just loved the way that um, Brooke shared that. And also, um, you know, bringing things up in a non-threatening place. Because so many times we... Um, have so much to say to our children, and they just don't seem to hear what we're saying. And then we have to say it again and again. But how many times does it take us to remember something or to learn something? And I know, um, you know, I'm a speaker, and I, I have spoken at many conferences, you know, obviously, I, I do this podcast network, and, and this podcast at Vintage Homeschool Moms. And I know that just listening to an audio, sometimes if you're not taking notes, um, it's very difficult to remember all the good points. Or we think, oh, yeah, those are really great points. But, you know, how am I going to put that into application? Or, um, you know, I don't have that visual. And a lot of times our kids need that repetition to remember. So really, really good points there. You know, to recap, um, too, on on what I was saying, you know, being available and being there and not to be a threatening, repeating um, parent. One of the other things I want to share with you is to be the type of parent you wish you had. Um, We're going to take a really quick commercial break. and we come back, I'm going to share with you what I mean by that. We'll be right back. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I want to introduce you to my publishing company, Media Angels. I have a heart for homeschool families, and since 1994, I have poured my efforts into creating curriculum to support teaching science, especially from a creationist worldview to the homeschool community. My curriculum was selected by Kathy Duffy and her 101 top homeschool picks. 
Another Labor of Love is a three-book novel series specifically for homeschoolers with a creation focus, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series that I co-authored with my daughter Christina. Media Angels represents uncompromising quality, not only with books, but with an online homeschool convention and this ultimate homeschool radio network with amazing show hosts. Along with books, Media Angels has produced an American history and an American government video series, as well as a family Bible study, Homeschooling with Proverbs. It has been my pleasure to mentor countless homeschool families and missionaries worldwide. I also enjoy mentoring aspiring authors with one-on-one coaching and the Information in a Nutshell series. If we haven't met, please reach out. I'd love to help you on your homeschooling journey, or if you have a book, help you getting that into print. I can be found on social media and look forward to meeting you. You can reach me at MediaAngels.com. Thanks so much and hope to meet you soon. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is Vintage Homeschool Moms podcast episode 157. We're talking today about the keys to nurturing your child's heart. And I wanted to share a little bit about what I was talking about with being the type of parent you wish you had. You know, I love my mom and dad, and they parented me the best that they could. I was a handful. I loved to read. And if I was reading a book, I didn't hear anything they said. So I would have, you know, all kinds of things uh, done, like my books were taken from me um, in my early uh, teen years. I think I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or 12, somewhere in there. And uh, my dad put all my books up in the attic. So I couldn't read. That was the, the type of child that I was, not the worst type of kid, right? But you know, here they are talking to me, and I'm totally engrossed in my story, and I totally ignored them. And so I loved my parents, and they, you know, went through some different ways of getting my attention. Uh, um, you know, I realized that I wanted to um, emulate them to to an extent, but I also wanted to take some of their great qualities and to be that kind of parent uh, to my children. And one of the things I knew I was never going to do besides putting their books in the attic uh, was to guilt them into doing things. You know, I come from a big Italian family, a very big and loud Italian family. And guilt is a huge part of uh, what it means to be Italian, you know, and I knew that I didn't want to do that with my kids. I didn't want that to guilt them into uh, fixing their bed or picking up their clothes or helping with the laundry or whatever it was that we were going to do. And, you know, God bless my mom, but that was one of the things that she even carried over into my adulthood. Um, They lived about 30 minutes away from me and... Um, you know, what I would give to visit her now, she's um, been gone quite a few years. Um, and so um, I know that a lot of times I would see her, you know, maybe two or three times a week, we're homeschooling. And so I would say to my mom, you know, we can get together in the afternoons, but in the morning, I'm schooling, and I'd put these, you know, kind of limitations on time. And she would say things to me like, I never see you. And I said, Mom, I saw you two days ago. I know, but I wish, you know, we lived closer. Mom, we lived 30 minutes away. You know, it wasn't um, like, you know, we were two and a half hours away or, you know, even six hours away. And so just things like that. So 
What are those things that if you had to have an ideal parent, you know, what would those be? I know we're really good at, you know, give, making a list. If I asked you to make a list of what would your ideal child be, um, you could probably do that really quickly. But can you make me a list of the type of parent you wish you had or you wanted to be? And I think that really helps us to look at, you know, our parenting style and our skills and what we can improve on. And, you know, I don't want you to feel guilty and say, oh, my gosh, I'm this horrible parent. Because remember, uh, guilt doesn't work with me, by the way. My mother's um, guilt trip um, kind of worked in reverse. My daughter talks about that. My, my daughter says, you could guilt me into anything you ever wanted me to do and see because I didn't use guilt. So she's very easily guilted. But she married a man she's who is like I am. And, and you know, if you just ask him, he'll do anything. But if you um, try to guilt him into it, she says it, it works in reverse. So, you know, it's something that we have to to look at and really try hard um, to to find that one thing that we can work on and not 20 things, you know. And then the other thing I want to share with you is, um, is humility. Uh, I'm not the humblest person in the world. And as I've gotten older, um, I have become a lot more humble because I um, I think a lot of it is my children. So I want to thank them again for that. They don't listen to my podcast. So we're all good here. Um, But, uh, you know, maybe I should have them listen to this one. But I'm thanking them a lot for things. Um, But humility is something that comes uh, along, um, you know, and it's something that we should even emulate towards our children, that we don't have all the right answers, that we're not always right. And that when we mess up, we can ask them for forgiveness. And you know what? It reminds me of something Helen Melanie said. So I'm going to bring them on now. Um, This is Helen Melanie with Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Let's listen in as they share some of their tips with us. Oh, we want to say hi to all the listeners of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. Of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Happy birthday to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Three years already. Can you believe that? It's hard to believe, Hal. That's remarkable. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about how do you nurture a relationship with your children no matter what age. You know, it's so important because, you know, they did a big study of kids that were raised in Christian families. Now they're adults. Do you know what the number one predictor that they would stay in the faith as adults was? Mm, Was it the church they went to? Nope. Uh, Participation in a youth group? Nope. Sunday school teacher? Nope. What was it? It wasn't even where they went to school or any of the things that you would anticipate. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, did they have a good relationship with a Christian mother or father? And key point, it wasn't all on dad and it wasn't all on mom, either one. They needed to have that close relationship with a Christian parent. And that was the biggest connection to whether they adopted their parents' beliefs and went on to stay in the faith when they grew up. And so... Relationship is key. Relationship is key. Well, let's start off with the little ones. You know, I think with the little ones, it's really important to remember they're, they're people. They're not small adults, but they're real people. And their likes and dislikes and fears and worries are very real to them at the time. And we need to listen to them. We need to listen and interact with them and show them our love and appreciation. Show them delight. Mm -hmm. You light up when they come in the room. You Mm -hmm. make sure they understand that we don't just love them. We like them too. Yeah. We need to express some affection, maybe go out of our way to show some affection. 
And I think we, we need to recognize that little kids, three, four-year-olds, they need direction. They need somebody to guide them, to take them by the hand, to protect them, to train them up. You don't have to get buy-in from them. Do no, you? but I tell you what, as they move into the teen, preteen and teen years, mm-hmm. if you don't get buy-in, you've lost everything by the time they're grown up. That's an important thing. Recognize that your relationship with them as a parent, it, your parenting style has got to change as they age and mature. As they get older, you know, when they're young, you say, obey me or meet me in the laundry room or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they are preteens and teens, you're going to need to sit down and deal with their hearts right. and teach them and talk it through with them and help them learn to make those decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what, how though, old or young, our kids benefit so much from authentic praise, mm-hmm. from recognizing the virtues that they're showing and and praising them for them and, and giving them examples of when they showed it because everybody needs praise. Now, one thing that I think is interesting when you consider that is that your older kids may say, you treat me differently than the younger kids, and it's perfectly right to say, yes, I do. That's right. You, you should be treating them differently. Mm-hmm. You know, a two-year-old has different needs than a 12-year-old, which has really different needs than a 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids need us to to be there for them. They need us to interact with them. They need us to be the parent mm-hmm. and to be in charge. Mm-hmm. But then as they approach adulthood, they need us to start letting go and let them be the adult. You know, God appointed us to be the parents to our children, and he gave us the specific children that we're raising. That means we don't have to win a popularity contest, but at the same time, we're fallen sinners, and we are going to mess up, and sometimes we are going to offend or actually sin against our children. You know what I do when when that happens, and it does happen. What do you do? I apologize. I repent, and I ask them for forgiveness because I want to model for them what a Christian does when they found out they've sinned. Because pretty soon they're going to have to do it too. Well, the fact is that we're not on a pedestal. It, it, our kids knew that they they kicked that pedestal over when they were in the crib. They know we're sinners, and and so it's better to keep a short account with even with our children to say. Dear child, I'm sorry. I jumped to a conclusion. I accused you of something, or I even punished you for something. Yeah, you don't do those things, do you? Well, you know what? (laughs) Fallen sinners do these kind of things, and I'm one of them. And, and, you know, that's a really important thing to say. Son, daughter, when you mess, mess up, when you make mistakes, and you will, trust me, fess up, own them, apologize, repent, and then do the right thing going forward. And so we want to listen. We want to praise we want to adapt our parenting to the age that they are, work on relationship, repent when we need to, mm-hmm. live an example of a Christian life before them. And you know what? Just love and enjoy those children because those years, they they really do fly past. They really do. Half of our children are grown-ups now, and I just, those were precious days, and they're better days to come. Great. Well, look, we want to encourage you to stop in and see us at Making Biblical Family Life Practical. You can get us on iTunes or on Stitcher, but of course, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. That's every Monday night. So join us for Making Biblical Family Life Practical. Until then, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. I am so delighted uh, to share with you um, what Helen Melanie had to say, because first of all, they're friends of mine. They have stuck with me through thick and thin. Um, um, when I uh, was doing a lot of the expos, they were on um, a lot and just amazing people. And so also um, with all of the things uh, that they do, that they um 
actually, I think both Helen Melanie and, and Brooke and Israel were at a conference when they were recording these episodes for me uh, to bring to you today. And so I just want to thank them both for doing that. But one of the things, and I I love so much of what they were saying, um, but one of the things I really loved um, that they talked about was listening and interacting with their children. And they have quite a few children as well. um, And so do Brooke and Israel. And so sometimes it's hard um, to do that and to, um, you know, be excited when they walk into the room because you might be thinking, oh my gosh, here they go. And they're going to, you know, complain about something. The other thing, um, was the way that they treated their children and how you do treat your children differently. You know, one of my sons used to say to me, you know, well, you, you have a favorite and you just love, you know, you love, um, you know, Nick more than you love anyone else. And I would say, Oh, yes, that's right. I do. I'm very sarcastic, which doesn't help. um, Because as you can imagine, I have quite a few sarcastic children. Um, Any behavior you want your children to have just model for them, and they tend to pick up our worst qualities, right? But anyway, um, you know, I would just say to them, what are you talking about? A mother's heart is like expandomatic. You know, it's like those stretchy jeans now. You know, a mother's heart just stretches and you can continuously love. It's not like we have this limitation that I can only love you this much and I have to love that child more. You know, it doesn't work that way. But our kids really have this different mindset. And I like to ask my children what they're thinking. You know, I don't basically say, what are you thinking? But what I do say is, what do you think I said when I'll say something and they're just, you know, the the reverse of what I think they're going to say back happens. And so by asking my children that, I have found that it's, you know, their version of it is just so different. It's like my husband would say, um, you know, that when I, the house I used to live in, that counter was so high. Well, we ended up buying that house that he grew up in from his parents, and it was our first home when we got married. And when we walked into the house, he was just chuckling at, and, you know, like a little private thought. And I said, what's funny? What's so funny? And he said, that counter, I used to think that counter was so high. And it's all in perspective. When you're a little kid, the counter is just so high. But as you grow older, you can see how low it is. A perspective of a child and the way they see things is so different. Um, I don't know if it was Helen Melanie um, or, or Brooke in Israel that mentioned, you know, the way that your child sees something, it's so important to them right then. And it is. And so many times we just, you know, we don't have the time for it, or, or we think it's not as interesting, um, or important to us. So being respectful is important, you know, being humble before your child, especially when you've messed up. I think Helen Melanie talked about that. Be interested in what they have to say. That's that delight that um, Melanie was talking about. And the last thing I want to leave you with is to be authentic. I have five kids and I've had to pray to love a certain child or I've had to, um, you know, just grit my teeth and just listen to that child that wanted to complain about another child or, um, you know, be so upset that I had to, you know, put do a mommy timeout, put myself um 
away from that child until I could get myself together. And this happened with a, an adult child uh, that was still living at home, that I had to remove myself and say to this child, I'm so upset right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I am going to pray about it and come back and share with you what I think um, needs to happen. And as I've shared this story in another podcast, um, you know, my son kind of scoffed at me, um, but that was the last time any of my children ever scoffed at me um, when I said I was going to pray about a discipline because that really um, was from the Lord and just really impacted my son. And, um, and it, it turned out to be the perfect thing for him. I, I told you earlier on in this broadcast that I was going to share with you something I learned from the book Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child, and that is available at MediaAngels.com. One of the things I learned that I thought was so amazing and really helped my relationship with my child, um, actually all of my children, was it, it basically said that we were to tell our children that they could come to us with anything at any time and that we would not freak out. And that was such an impact to me because that's what I was doing. When my kids would come to me, this is supposed to be their safe zone. You know, um, I'm their mom. We're at home. And they would tell me something and I would say, you did what? Are you kidding me? What were you thinking? And then I'd go into the, you know, 12 other things that popped into my mind. And your kid's like in, in shell shock. You know, they're going, uh, I came to you. I admitted I did this thing wrong. And this is how you're dealing with it. Okay, great. Uh, remind me not to tell you next time. And I've actually had my children tell me that because I still kind of freak out when I hear that they get hurt playing sports. Um, because it's not... Um, you know, something that's high on my list, it's important to them. So I really try hard to um, let it be important to me. And they know um, and appreciate my efforts in doing that. Um, But we've had to set some ground rules. And the ground rules are, um, you know, when they're telling me that they're hurt, it means, you know, mom, do I put ice on this bruise? Or, you know, we're into homeopathy. In fact, there's a great podcast you're going to hear from that does a, a show on this network on homeopathy. Um, she's going to be coming on one of the other shows um, that I'm doing this month. And, um, you know, do you have a remedy to give me or, you know, whatever. And I've had to learn to just, you know, I don't know, you know, just take that deep breath and just say, okay, I'm here for you. I'm trying to take a deep breath here because I'm, I'm pretty authentic. You know, it's what you see is what you get here. Um, but, you know, how can I help you? And I think if we do these things, you know, that that, that uh, Helen Melanie shared and Israel and Brooke shared, that it, it does help. Are you going to be able to do all these things all at one time? No. You know, it kind of takes a lifetime of parenthood to get it right. And do we ever get it right? I don't think we do. Um, I, I think that it's a journey and we continuously learn. And I just pray that this podcast has been helpful to you, that it's given you some good ideas and tips that you can implement in your own home. And please, as always, you can write to me at FeliceMediaAngels.com. You can go to Vintage Homeschool. Uh, moms.com and go to any of the podcasts and you can post a a response there um, to this particular show podcast 157 or any of the shows on the network 
Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and join us for our birthday celebration in the month of October at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Sign up for the easing and find out how you can win um, books and prizes um, for our giveaway. Thanks so much. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.